Welcome back to the You Podcast, everybody. Lately, we've been getting to know our colleagues a bit better, and today's guest is someone I think everybody should know. Mark Bridges is the president of our Texas region. I feel like I've known Mark for decades, yet I've only known him for the past few years or so since the uh, Amarillo Insurance Agency joined up with Insurica. Mark is a natural-born leader, and since he has basically grown up in our business, it makes a lot of sense that he would become a leader in our industry and our company. Mark's got a lot of great ideas for Texas, and so the future has never looked brighter for our Texas region. It's great to have you here on the podcast, Mr. Mark Bridges. Welcome. Well, thank you, Andy. I'm a <laughs> first-time caller, a long-time listener. Right. What, what tracks can we spin for you today on the teen dance party? <laughs> I don't think that's what this is. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why do they call it the Texas Panhandle? Mark, I mean, I get that Oklahoma has a panhandle because our state is shaped like a pan or a pot. <laughs> now that marijuana is yeah. legal here, I guess it's more of a pot-shaped state. But why do they call it a panhandle in Texas? Well, I guess it's just the idea that there's a little part that sticks up just like it does in Texas, in Oklahoma <laughs> or just like it does in Florida. That it's, um, I guess Texas panhandle would be a little bitty handle on a big pan. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, Texas, what is like a whole nother country, right? That's right, yeah. Well, um, here we are in, in I'm, I'm, I'm broadcasting live from Oklahoma City, and I think you're in Amarillo today, aren't you? I am. I'm in my office in Amarillo. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's probably not all that cool for Texans and Oklahomans to admit that we have a lot of respect and mutual admiration for each other. I'm not saying you have any mutual ad- admiration for me, but I sure do. Uh, have admiration for you and all the Texas colleagues. What an incredible, um, what an incredible group of people we have uh, throughout all of Texas. Well, thank you. You're you're exactly correct. And you know where I where I did grow up in the Texas Panhandle. I'm I'm a lot closer to uh, Oklahoma City uh, than I am to our own capital. Yeah, that's uh, in fact, true. I think I think there's been some statistics up here that. Amarillo is a lot closer to four or five other state capitals than they are their own state <laughs> capital. But well, um, I've spent a lot of time in Oklahoma in my day uh, just because of the proximity of where we are yeah. to you guys. Here's a surprise trivia question. I don't know the answer to it, and I don't know if you know either, but uh, from one, the easternmost part of Texas to the westernmost part of Texas, that's a long way. Do you have any idea how many miles that is? No, I don't have any. I don't know how long it is, but I've heard of people that have driven across country from you know, California to Florida or California to, yeah. to wherever. And once they got to El Paso, it was a it was more than a day long trip to go all the way across Texas. <laughs> so true. If you're going to drive across Texas, you better book a hotel and spend the night someplace because it's a long haul. Right. Yeah. Hey, Mark, I mentioned in our intro that uh, you've grown up in the business, and and I think. Just knowing you as my friend, I know that you've spent uh, a lot of time uh, at least growing up in the business. Would you, uh, one of the great things about this podcast, I think, is that we get to know our colleagues a little bit better, just kind of get an understanding of your background, where you're coming from and all that. Tell us just a little bit about your story. How did you, um, you know, kind of illuminate to the insurance business and, and you know, fast forward to today and, and how'd you get here? Well, you're right. I did, I did grow up in the business. Uh, it, my, for those that 
came to the National Sales Conference, uh, part of my presentation that I did was uh, it was intended to be inspirational, but it was probably a pretty big trip down memory lane just <laughs> for the Bridges family. It was but awesome. My, Hit the highlights, you bet. Well, well, thank you. My um, my grandfather started out in the business when he was 25 years old, worked for the same company his entire career, and uh, retired when he was 65. And that's, that's the only business my dad ever knew uh, with the with the exception of about I don't know, four or five years when I was in elementary school and middle school, uh, my dad was in the oil and gas business during that time. But outside of that, he was, he was an insurance agent first in Abilene. And then, then we, he bought his agency in Pampa and yeah, I grew up painting the offices yeah. and taking Polaroid pictures. Uh, I, I sent out invoices uh, from from one of the first computers we had in the office, and when I went off to college, I I knew I was going to study business. I I didn't intend to study insurance, but about two and a half years into my into my education, I started looking at what degree is going to get me out in four years exactly with a lot of summer school and some pretty full <laughs> schedules my senior year, and I could get out. I could get out with an insurance degree and Baylor was one of the only ones that had an insurance degree. And so that's what I studied at Baylor. And uh, I remember one of my first classes I had, I, uh, I came home and they were talking about underwriters and I, for some reason, I just couldn't grasp the concept of that. And I came home and asked my dad what an underwriter was. And he told me, and even after he told me, I still didn't quite understand what that is. And I've joked with a few underwriters to this day that I'm still not quite sure what they do. But I think that's the way they uh, prefer it, to, to kind of keep right. their, <laughs> to keep their yeah. uh, skills and talents a great mystery. That way we're always going to rely on them uh, extremely heavily. Now, did, did you go to work for your uh, family agency right out of college? It seems like I remember you did something no. before that. What did you do? No, I didn't. I, um, I So... Stephanie and I started dating when it was the summer before our sophomore year. So my wife's a boomer sooner. Uh, she was a coyote at OU. And yeah, I think you made a nice choice there. Really rounded yeah, you out with you. some class and dignity. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're right. That's for <laughs> sure. And, and uh, I was at Baylor. We knew each other. We, we grew up together in Pampa, although we don't ever remember even talking to each other as kids. Uh, we just we reconnected when we started uh, working together one summer. But yeah, you know, I wanted to get out in four years as much to get out of school and get my degree as, as I did to she and I were going to get married. And we got married two weeks out of school and didn't have a job. <laughs> not even sure. We're not even sure if we took money on our honeymoon and if we did where it came from. But uh, when I, as soon as we came back, I, I came to Fort Worth and I had several interviews lined up through family, friends and others my my dad knew in the industry and I got a I got a job as a corporate career trainee at Miller's Insurance Group which is uh, no longer in existence but they were a they were a hundred year old really good uh, mutual regional insurance company kind of like Central Insurance or Union Standard or one of those companies. Was that Fort Worth or Dallas or? That was in Fort Worth. Fort Worth okay. Yeah, and my my job was to 
essentially bounce around the company and all the different functions of insurance, you know, claims, accounting, what it really, and that you were supposed to do that for a year and a half. Yeah. And what it ultimately amounted to is I was very cheap, highly educated labor. <laughs> and, um, and I probably bounced around for two and a half years in, in that company, just in various departments. But, but I happened to I happened to be in the finance department during a time when they were looking to buy new insurance company software. So, you know, the equivalent of our agency management system, but for insurance companies. And they asked if I would help serve on the due diligence team to go check out the software. And because you were under the, thirty, and uh, they figured you knew a lot about computers. Part, well, at the time, it was probably because I was the only one who knew how to do email in the, <laughs> in the right. office. But, yeah. What does E stand but, for? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so I got to go do that. And, you know, long story short, that company, this was during the whole dot-com boom and when the Internet was starting to blow up. And, and I, I served on the due diligence team to do that. And they not only bought the software, they ended up buying this whole company. And I got to where they, they started a company called Inspire Insurance Solutions and that company was we did we sold software we also did a lot of back office third-party administration that company ended up going public and over the course of the time that I was there I was one of the first I don't know 20 people or so and we had as many as 1500 employees that we had grown to wow in a very short time and um I always tell people that it was really fun, and I rode that company straight up the hill and off the cliff <laughs> when they went into bankruptcy. And when they went into bankruptcy, as a lot of dot-com companies did back in that day. It's like you weren't even years. trying unless you went bankrupt in the dot-com industry. That's right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you just you just, you just weren't anybody unless you right. went bankrupt. And, right. Yeah. And, but at that time, I... Uh, it was about that time that I started really paying attention to my dad's career. And, you know, I was here. I was flying around all over the country, working for a publicly traded company Had this, you know, what I thought was a real highfalutin job. And, and I look and my dad and his peers are living a better life than most of the guys that are executives that were running our company. You know, they, they were more successful financially. They had a lot more freedom in what they did, they seemed to enjoy their job. I was gonna say, not to better. mention happy, <laughs> not to mention right, happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then and they weren't going bankrupt. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> and duly noted. So, <laughs> so it was at that time I really took an interest in the agency business, and uh, I through a through a mutual friend. Long story short, ended up going to work for what was at the time was called the Brants Company, and they were one of Wortham's offices in Fort Worth. They're, they're now branded as Wortham and, well, now Marsh. But uh, I, I worked for that company for a couple years, and I really enjoyed it. I, I was pretty successful as a new producer right out of the, right out of the box and um, had always had this desire in the back of my head. I, I think I think as a as a kid, you think, well, someday when dad retires, he'll just give the agency to me and I'll go back and do that for the rest of my life. And Well, I'm going to leap know, I, to a couple of different conclusions, but uh, 
I've come to know your dad too and, and come to admire him greatly, just like I admire you. And how smart is he to let other companies do all the training for you until he's ready to bring you back into the agency that he and his partners work so hard to build. It's like, before I, before I let my son Mark come in here and take over, I want to make sure he cuts his teeth on everybody else and then comes in here and really know what you're doing by that time. Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to, to kind of go backwards a little bit, I remember, so you know, my dad had bought his agency after he got out of the oil and gas business uh-huh. during one of the, during one of the busts in the eighties. And he bought his agency from Marsh. Um, okay. It was it was kind of one of their uh, failed acquisitions. In fact, their failed acquisition was a company called PIA that was in the Panhandle of Texas, and it was the office that is now Grant Smith's. Okay. The office that was now Al Cunningham's. It's the office that was my dad's original agency, and um, you know a couple other offices. But essentially, you know, we're we're the product today of a a failed marsh um acquisition from way back when wow and um but i remember stephanie and i were in our first apartment my mom and dad had come to visit and we were sitting at dinner one night we'd made dinner at our apartment we're sitting with my mom and dad and um my mom said so so everybody knows my dad is bill but unless you're his wife or his friend from high school growing up he's billy billy okay I will call him Bill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would advise you to do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) But he, uh, my mom turned and said, hey, Billy, tell Mark about what you guys are doing at your office. And so he told me, he said, yeah, us and the Duncans and the Frasers are going to merge our agencies together and call it Duncan Fraser Bridges. And I was so young and out of school, I remember thinking, wow, that's cool. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't even know what that means. Wow. And, and it's huge. So, it's it's, yeah. uh, it's a monumental moment in agency history. Absolutely. It was for us. But, you know, if you fast forward, so that was 10 years later when I was at Wortham and had been there a couple of years. I started seeing some success, a lot of success in that agency. And they were in... They were in Pampa, Texas, which is a town of 20,000 people or so, um, had an agency with a couple million dollars in revenue, and we're not in Amarillo. And my wife spent the first part of her childhood up until eighth grade living in Amarillo, so it was kind of her second home. Her family was from there. And so we started talking to my dad and his partners about coming to Amarillo to start an agency, and, and that's what we did. We literally... We had an office building over here that we insured for a customer, and yeah. we we rented an office space, and I literally ordered desks and put them together all by myself, <laughs> you know, yeah. in the office. I painted the walls. I set up my first IT network and and all that, but, you know, essentially just went to work going out and calling on customers, and, and you know, I'd gather up a bunch of submissions and i'd run them over to pampa and our and our uh, sports staff over there would market it for us and uh, i'd i'd moved up here with the idea of if i could create a book of business over a certain period of time of x and do it over a period of x number of years that i could be the first outside new partner that gets to be a partner within dfb right and so so i did that Uh, but along the way too we 
we started an acquisition program in Amarillo, and we uh, we we purchased uh, the, the Edmund Deaton and Stevens Agency, which is where um, Rod Duckworth yep. and some of the others that worked for us uh, came from. And then we purchased Century Three, which is where Matt Irwin and Donna Marshall and some of them came to work for us. And um, you know, eventually we bought an office in Austin. We bought an office in Arlington. Yeah. And we bought Grant Smith's office. We just we just continued to grow by acquisition, and and it was real fun. It's real exciting, and it's it's a lot of what we're still doing today, uh, within part of the Insurica system. Wow. Well, I was I was aware of a lot of that history just because we've known each other for a while, but I I didn't realize that uh, you basically helped grow the the Amarillo branch of DFB just straight out of the ground. You guys went. You, you, you went a long way in a short amount of time, and that's impressive. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, it was uh, it it is it was a lot of fun. It was a lot. It's very exciting, and it's it's also kind of what we set out to do. And so it's been very rewarding to see that come together. Well, um, it's appropriate then, I think, to kind of document in this media medium, uh, the podcast medium. Uh, how uh, DFB and everything uh, you were at that time a few years ago and in Insurica came together because it's definitely a story of Stronger Together just like so many of the other uh, milestones along the DFB way. Tell us a little bit about that journey and uh, why it's been, uh, from our perspective, certainly, and I think from your perspective too, such a great fit, such a great relationship. Well, sure. So, you know, we we reached a time at our at kind of our peak of DFB that uh, we'd grown pretty significantly. We had a lot of partners, but we also had a lot of partners uh, that were on the back end of their career and were desiring to retire or move on in, in one way or another. And so the, you know, the challenge in that was to try to figure out, do we put some program together where we buy these guys out and, and pay them off over a long period of time, which somewhat stifles our ability to continue growing the way we were growing um, through acquisition, as well as organically to hire new producers, or do we seek out a partner that could assist in buying these people out, still allow a group of us to be um, owners of our firm, but continue forward with the same vision and strategy we've had all along, which is to grow by acquisition and, add more people to the mix, become more profitable, et cetera. And so when we finally reached that point, it, it's interesting. We put together this, this list of uh, people that we wanted to go talk to. And I, I, had, I had two or three people in mind, but one in particular. And uh, Grant Smith said, we, we should go talk to these Insurica people. You know, and in my mind, I'm thinking, never heard of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and which is not entirely true. I just, I wasn't aware of them. I, you know, I, I couldn't have picked Mike and Ed and John out of a lineup any more than they could me, but Grant has worked with Insurica for a long time. Through our school, school program in Texas. Through our school program. Yeah. So Grant's had the, the exclusive uh, territory here in the Panhandle in West Texas for the school program. So he's worked with Carrie and Jack and, that crew down in Houston for a long time. He's traveled to some wonderful places with, with them as well as um, Mike and Ed. And so Grant set up a, a lunch for us 
in Oklahoma City, and me and Grant and my dad uh, drove over one day to Oklahoma City, and we had lunch with Mike, Ed, and John. Yeah. And and uh, we ate at the little Italian place around the corner from the office. And we had our own little room where you pulled a curtain, and <laughs> and it's it's funny because when I left that morning, Stephanie said, "Well, you have to tell me how this goes," and I said, oh, "I will," but you know, honestly. I don't have a lot of hope in this one because, you know, I just, it's just not on my list. But I'm, I feel like I need to go see him or else Grant may not want to look at the companies I want to look at. Right, right. <laughs> and so she she texted me when it was done and said, how'd it go? And I said, oh, babe, man, I got a feeling about this. Yeah. And, of course, you know, it led to it led to where we are today. And um, I, I've been – I've been um, – People have said that I originated a term called people like us, which is not true. I didn't originate that. I learned it from one of my heroes in the business, which is Bill Henry. But the the thing that we were looking for in a partner was someone that was people like us. And that's, you know, it's, we define it as someone you just enjoy hanging out with. You could vacation with them. Yep. <laughs> you know, if it came to it, you could have Thanksgiving dinner with them. Sure. And they're just, they're just people like you. They're people you enjoy. Um and that's what we saw in in the insurer folks from day one, and 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 you're right. I mean, this is and likewise, a, of course. Well, I appreciate that. And you know, it's it, it was not a it was not an easy decision for us to make because at the time I think we had maybe 15 partners within DFB, but it was unanimous. Wow, you had to go that, back and convince it, everybody for one thing. Well, we had to yeah. go back and yeah. convince everybody, and I'll tell you one of the one of the one things that was kind of the that kind of sealed the deal for everybody is we were early in the process and we had we talked to several partners and uh, Mike Ed and John knew we were talking to several partners but when we kind of narrowed it down to to Insurica um, the agency DFB at the time owned a, a recreational property a ranch outside of Pampa and yep. uh, we invited Mike Ed and John and all of our partners to come uh, to the ranch. And I said, I said, guys, this is just going to be a deal that we're just going to get to know each other better. We're going to cook steaks. You know, we're going to, yeah. we're going to, you know, drink beer, we're going to smoke cigar. <laughs> I mean, we're just, we're just going to be guys, you know, and we're going to get to know each other because the deal is like, if we can't spend an evening together at a ranch and have a good time and, and get to know each other, we probably can't, we it's, probably can't work for each yeah. other either. So true. And uh, we spend yeah. so much so, time together. It, it's important right. that we all enjoy being around each other because so much easier to be successful when you don't dread seeing the people you work with. When you actually like right. them, it's cool. Well, and, and from an HR standpoint, we probably broke all the rules that you're, you're not supposed to. <laughs> uh, I'll edit not, this that, part out for sure. No, no, no. But then, you know, you'll, you'll like this part, but because. Part of our agenda when we got there is we all sat together and we have a big room in the lodge there. And so all of us were sitting there, 15 or 20 people. And the agenda was we're going to go around the room one at a time. Well, Mike, we'll start with you. <laughs> right. And I want to know. I want to know how you got in the business, what you do today. But the most important thing is I want to know all about your family. Yeah. And, you know, I want to know your kids, your grandkids. want to know. You don't want to know where you go to church. I mean, we just, I mean, it was like, we just, we want to get to know each other real well. And Andy, I bet we, I bet we sat and talked for 
for four hours doing yeah. that, going around the room. And then, you know, I mean, that, that to me was kind of the, the moment that sealed the deal for all of us. Well, at, at some point you have to trust your gut and just know what you're feeling. And, uh, it's a, it's a business decision you got to make obviously with your head and your, your pocketbook in mind. But if you see the future and your gut tells you that it's a, it's a good future, I appreciate the fact that you all took a leap of faith with us because definitely stronger together. And we know that it's uh, been a great fit, uh, not in the least of, of which way is the fact that, um, um, Mike asked you to, to lead the entire Texas operation. In other words, can you do for all of Texas, Mark, what you've obviously been able to do for uh, the DFB um, um, entity? And, and can you work that magic uh, throughout the rest of Texas? So congratulations. I think uh, things are, are just incredibly um, bright in, in terms of Texas's future. Talk a little bit in the few minutes we have remaining about sort of your your Texas vision, some of the great things we have already going in Texas, of course, and uh, where we're going from here. Okay, well, I, it, you know, it's it's a real honor. It's a real honor to to lead the state of Texas for Insurica. Um, you know, I was I was born and raised in Texas. I've never lived anywhere else but Texas. I'm a I'm a Texan through and through. I love this state. I have enjoyed getting to know everybody in in the state. And, um, you know, we we talk all the time that I'm a little biased, but I feel like Texas could be our largest growth opportunity for Insurica. Absolutely. Going forward. And some of that just has to do with we we have offices across the state, and then there are so many places that we don't have offices. And... And a great example to me is this, we just, Insurica just purchased this new agency in Bridgeport. And I've known where Bridgeport is. I've driven by there a thousand times in my lifetime, going to back and forth to Dallas or to Waco. Mm-hmm. And it's just off the highway um, that, that you take from Amarillo to, to Fort Worth. And But if you'd have told me there was an agency there with a couple million in revenue and, you know, and it, and, and some very successful producers, I, I just wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> and it's amazing how many towns there are like that all throughout Texas that we could have the opportunity to grow and expand. In addition to the fact that we've got offices in all the major metropolitan cities and opportunities for those to grow and, and become huge agencies in their market. So it's, it's been real exciting. I, I've, I've told Ed many times that, that my vision for Texas is that we could be a $100 million state just for Insurica, and and I believe we'll get there. You know, we're, we're about – there's sometimes I throw the school program into our statistics for how much revenue we have just because it makes it seem bigger. Well, we <laughs> but, should do um, that now for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, we're, we're pushing about halfway there almost to 100 million in the state of Texas, and that's real exciting. Yeah. Well, everything that's happening in Texas right now, and I'm thinking about uh, not only the extraordinary stories coming out of Arlington, but just uh, what's happening in Houston and San Antonio and Tyler. All Everybody is doing uh, such great work, and uh, we're going to have you uh, back on the podcast regularly just to kind of 
you know, talk about some of the various things, strategies, people, and and just success stories that we're having out of Texas. And if anything, uh, we're going to highlight Texas, but it will perhaps serve to, to challenge the rest of us, too, to uh, not let take, Texas take all the cake. You know what I'm saying? Oklahoma, Arkansas, uh, Arizona. Uh, we got uh, some, some Missouri folks now, uh, Denver maybe, and uh, also some California folks. So, Yeah, absolutely. Mark, thank you very much for the time you've spent here on this uh first of what hopefully is many podcast episodes with the leader of our Texas operation. It's been great having you. Um, we need to hear you pick that guitar and sing us a song. I think maybe uh, we haven't got to know that side of you yet. So uh, next time when you come to Oklahoma City, bring your guitar and uh, we'll have a little sing. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, keep your eyes uh, on Insurica One for announcements of new episodes like this. We can be found wherever you get your normal podcasts. And until next time, everybody stay safe.